0: Welcome into Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here, and it is in-season tournament day. And if that still confuses you, and you still don't know what the heck this is, well, good news. Hopefully, I'm about to be breaking it down enough that you can understand it. And talk about if the Knicks should even care about winning this thing, uh, or if this is just a kind of a half-baked NBA idea. You can't tell from my tone. Maybe you could tell where I stand on that. So that's all coming up right now on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/lockedonNBA and use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Nick's first listen today and every day, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking insights and sounds on YouTube. We appreciate you making us a part of your daily routine. Make sure you hit that notification bell on YouTube or the auto download function on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We've got five a week for you, if not more. I think this week might be the if not more case uh, where we might have a sixth episode recapping the first in-season tournament game tomorrow. So that's that's coming up. And if you want to take your relationship with us one step further, you can join us on subtext, which is a way you can talk to us right from the text messaging app of your phone. So make sure you check the episode description to see more details on that. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Knicks site. The Strickland and the Knicks are in a tournament as of today. You might not have heard. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somehow the overly produced heist movie trailer with Michael Imperioli passed you by or you haven't heard any talk about it. Uh, you know, on the, uh, various commercials and, and broadcasts and everything. Uh, but once you see the, the very tan with bright blue details, bucks court tonight, uh, because they, uh, the NBA released their courts for this in season tournament and, uh, let me tell you, that when the Knicks play at home came, it is going to be hideous. Uh, imagine the Boise State football field, but in reverse. That is the Knicks court, orange with blue accents. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the league will have these ugly courts and everything else, and that will signify that this is the indeed the in-season tournament, uh, which is kind of hilarious because they have this NBA cup all over these special courts that they designed. Uh, the NBA Cup, of course, being the new trophy that they give out for this in-season tournament, they have this thing all over these new courts. They made special courts for every single team that features the NBA Cup in each, you know, in each painted area, and then like huge across the middle of the court. And yet, they can't do anything during the presentation of the finals to signify that the finals are the finals. Even a a little lower third graphic anything like that but you know whatever uh who cares about the actual title for the for the league let's promote this mickey mouse championship in the middle of the year uh all right i i'm not gonna lie i before i started prepping this episode i literally still did not fully understand how this tournament works but i think i finally cracked the code i think i finally got this thing nailed down so first off what is the in-season tournament what is a in-season tournament so it's it's exactly what it sounds like it's for whatever reason even though the nba already hosts a best of 7 tournament uh in june and and uh you know in april and may and you know a months long thing to crown a champion uh adam silver apparently loves european soccer and so wanted to emulate the uefa champions league and the fifa world cup style tournament In the nba uh for some reason so if you if you can't tell them i'm super thrilled about all this i think it's i think it's so smart it's this is exactly what the nba needed was to complicate things further uh so now we have some regular season games that are considered pool play uh which i'll get to in a second give the dates and explain you know what's going to go on there and the knicks are in a pool with the bucks the heat the wizards and the hornets so their games in pool play start tonight and they'll be played every Tuesday and Friday from November 3rd through November 28th, excluding next Tuesday uh, so that people can vote, which the NBA is doing one good thing in this, which they've done in previous years. No games on Election Day. Go vote. Everybody voting is is your right as a as a citizen of this country. And if you want to see things in this country the way that... You want them to be the best way to do it is to vote. Uh, So, a little voting PSA there. But the games count as regular season games, but also towards the Knicks or every other team's pool play record. So, here's the schedule for the uh, pool play, group play, whatever you want to call it stage. The Knicks open up tonight versus Milwaukee. Uh, Then, on November 17th, they will be facing Washington. On November 24th, they will be facing Miami. And on November 28th, they will be facing. Charlotte. So that will conclude their pool play stage. So the way that the the pool play works, there are six groups, eight teams will advance to the knockout stage, which is basically just a single elimination tournament. So uh, eight teams out of the the, uh, totality of the NBA will make it into the actual tournament part of this. Uh, The winner of each pool in the pool play stage will advance to the knockout tournament. And then there will also be a wild card from each conference. So that that will be the best second place team out of the three pools will advance to be the fourth seed, basically, the wild card team. Um, there's a tiebreaker for that. I imagine that these tiebreakers are very much going to come into play because how much variance is there really in in five teams playing four games each against each other? I mean, it's <laughs> you could either be like four and oh, three and one, two and two, one and three, or oh and four. It's there's not I don't know, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of teams that have the same records uh, out of these things, especially because the NBA, the way that they put these pools together was essentially drawing from like the top few seeds in each conference, uh, then drawing from the middle few seeds in each conference, then drawing from the next three, so on and so forth, all the way down through the standings, so that these would be an evenly distributed bunch as far as like talent level and whatever, rather than just going full, uh, you know full random which i think maybe could have been a little more interesting than doing it with the weighted system but whatever anyway uh so whoever makes it to the wild card or if there's ties as far as figuring out one two and three seed there are uh tie that work in order so there's head-to-head record in the group stage which will count towards that there's point differential in the group stage there's total points scored in the group stage there's regular season record from the 2022 to 23 NBA regular season, and then in the really unlikely uh, scenario that two or more teams are still tied following all those tiebreakers, which probably they won't be, but they would just do a random drawing, so essentially a coin flip, uh, to determine who makes it to the actual tournament. So we've done it, folks. We've made it. We've made it to the actual tournament. So that's that's how the Knicks can get there. They're basically going to have to finish uh, with a good record in their games against Milwaukee, Washington, Miami, and Charlotte. And then once they do that, then they would make it to the knockout stage where they would make it to an eight-team uh, single elimination tournament, which works similar to how, like, the uh, – I mean, it does work ha- similar to how, like, the World Cup works or I assume the UEFA uh, tournament or, like, NCAA March Madness. So for way less interesting because they're not playing for the real championship. But uh, anyway, all right. Let's let's take our first first little uh, break here, and then come back in and talk about what happens when the Knicks reach the knockout stage and how things could potentially go for them. But first, I got to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is my absolute favorite way to play daily fantasy sports. It is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, because it's just you against the numbers available. That's right. Instead of having to go on and face a bunch of sharks, uh, sharks, whales, whatever, uh, sea critters that you want to, you know, relate people in, in, uh, you know, these fantasy games to the people that basically are pumping tons of money in. And have algorithms and formulas and stuff that tell them what the best lineups are going to be. They snatch up all the entries and then they win all the money, and you're left just basically flushing a few bucks down the toilet. Luckily, with prize picks, you don't have to deal with that. It's just you against the projections available. So you might look at it and say, I think Julius Randle is going to score under 17 and a half points in this game. And I think that Jalen Brunson is going to have over 3.5 assists. And I think Emmanuel quickly is going to have. Uh, under 3.5 steals, or whatever the case may be. I doubt they would put that as this number, but you know, you get the idea. And you can make an, an entry that will pay you up to 25 times your money this basketball season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats. And place your entry. And the best part is, PrizePix even offers a reboot policy, so that your entry stays in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Which, if you've played any form of fantasy sports, you know that injuries are the absolute devil. So you know that's that's great. So if you want to go play for yourself and see how great PrizePix can be, go to prizepix.com slash NBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepickscom slash MBA with code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks it's daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, and I'm back in. And are you excited? We've made it to the knockout stage of the NBA in-season tournament. So here's where things get kind of fun, I guess, and then kind of stupid. <laughs> and the stupid part's my favorite because <laughs> I cannot wait to rip in. If you, if, <laughs> if you want a preview of what's coming up in the third segment of this, it's basically where I rip this thing a new butt uh, and say why it's stupid. Um, <laughs> so let's break down both scenarios here. Uh So let's assume that the Knicks don't make the group stage. What happens then, right? So they're playing regular season games to count towards the in season tournament. But then if they don't make the tournament, then it's like, well, are they going to play less regular season games than everybody else? The answer there is no. So if they don't win enough games to make it into the tournament, they will instead just play two regular season games that will be scheduled after the bracket is set. So the actual bracket occurs on December 7th and 9th and also uh, I think the 5th or maybe the 4th or something like that for the first game in the quarterfinals. So basically the Knicks would be playing uh, regular season games in their home market or on the road on December 6th and December 8th, uh, most likely in conference games, because the way that the NBA says they're doing this is they're out of the teams that don't make the tournament. They're trying to create matchups that would have otherwise happened on the regular season schedule. Uh, so like teams that the Knicks normally would have faced three times, that they're only facing two times. If they can match them up with one of those teams, they're going to do that. Seems again, like a whole lot of work to create a tournament that doesn't necessarily need to exist. Uh, and you know, a lot of work to schedule games on the fly and figure these things out, but you know, whatever, I'm not, I'm not on the NBA's payroll, so I don't have to schedule all these games. Uh, but so anyway, so they basically just, would play regular season games then, and we go on with our normal lives as basketball fans. The Knicks go on with their normal lives as an NBA team, and that's it. Uh, that's you know, they don't play in the in season tournament and say la vie. Uh, but let's assume that the Knicks do win their pool or they make the wild card spot for the East. So if they make it into the tournament, they will play their first quarterfinal knockout round game either on their home floor if they're a top two seed or. Uh, in the home market of the higher seed, if they're facing the two or the one seed uh, So this is if they're the wild card, they're automatically facing the one seed if they're the uh, Three seed they'd be facing the two seed on the two seeds home floor Otherwise if they're one of the top two seeds then they get to host the first game the quarterfinal game so that's Cool. Uh, that makes sense that at least you know tracks. That's cool. Uh I don't know single elimination you know they they play this game and then should they win it uh then they advance to go to las vegas to go play in the semi-final and the final uh but should they lose in the corner finals then again if you're if you're keeping math here then they'd still be one game short of the total regular season allotment of 82 games so what ends up happening is they would face the other loser from their conference in that case so let's say they were the the three seed and they lose to the two seed and then the four seed loses to the one seed. Then the Knicks would play the four seed in what I guess equates to almost like a consolation game, but also just a regular season game. Uh, So there's that. So, uh, but also this seems a little, uh, a little disproportionate in a way, like there's a decent chance that if the Knicks make it to the, to the corner finals and then have to play this extra regular season game, then they're facing, a team in the regular season that for sure was good enough to make it to this in-season tournament, which would then lead you to believe that they're probably good enough to like be a better team. So then you're getting rewarded with an extra regular season game against a harder team. So there's that. There's a a lot of uh, basically rewarding teams in this tournament with more work and harder scenarios to deal with as far as their regular season record. So let's let's keep going through that. So at the point of the semifinal and the final, play shifts to Las Vegas. So that the NBA can do something in a neutral site and make a bunch of money. Uh and so they'll be playing at T Mobile Arena, uh the home of the WNBA champion, uh Las Vegas Aces. So that, that's cool. Um the final four teams will face off there on December 9th or December 7th and December 9th. So here comes the fun part. If you've been keeping notes on your pen and paper here, uh, if you're on, if you're, you know, actually whether on YouTube or in pod form, I didn't put up graphics just because, and I, uh, I don't know. I don't think this in-season tournament is necessarily worth it. Uh, but so if the Knicks have the honor of making the in-season tournament final, they will be gifted with the ability to play an 83rd regular season game. So obviously the semifinal game counts as the 82nd regular season game uh, by the time that you add them all up and we play all the way out through April, but if they make it to the final that is not counted towards your normal regular season standings and instead is essentially just letting you play another regular season game all for the honor of winning the NBA Cup trophy Uh, and also the winning team gets $500,000 per player or $200,000 per player if they lose. So like, I don't know. I know it's kind of screwed up that uh, the way that we all talk about NBA salaries and all that stuff. And uh, so to talk about money that would normally change someone's life, like $500,000 as like chump change, it feels icky a little bit, but it's kind of the truth. Like that's less than a game check in all likelihood for most of the higher paid players in the NBA, or it's about a game check. So you're basically saying, uh, well, you know what? Let me save let me save the ranting for the next segment because I've got a lot of things to say about this tournament overall uh and not much of it is good. But first I want to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. And you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And by and more, I mean same-game parlays, my absolute favorite thing to play on the FanDuel app. It's... Let's you basically put together a multi-leg bet of your choosing within the same game. So if you're watching a Knicks game and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I got $5 burned a hole in my pocket and I would love to essentially be able to turn that $5 into much, much more than I could by just like betting five bucks on the Knicks to win and getting $7.50 back or whatever. You might say, I'd like to maybe turn that $5 into like $500. Well, you could put together a same game parlay to do that. You just pick whatever various uh things you want to bet on in the game itself whether it's like how many points a person scores and they have multiple options for how many points you can pick for guys for over-unders uh you can pick over-unders on threes made on assists on uh who scores the first basket on who just wins the game straight out, all kinds of things you can stack against each other in a same game parlay and make your bet more interesting and then make the game you're watching more interesting all for, you know, a few bucks. If you'd want to just play around a little bit, it's pretty fun. So visit fanduelcom slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. And of course the NBA season and everybody's favorite, the NBA in season tournament, FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right. And I'm back in. So it's time for time for the ranting and raving portion of the show. And it's probably about four or five minutes of just me getting my thoughts out there. of What I think of this, this in-season tournament. So I was starting to get into it and I held my tongue in the, in the last segment, because I think that this all just needs to roll together. But so basically the reward of winning this tournament that the NBA is trying to sell so hard to their players and the fans is to. Get to do more work than the rest of your peers and to tire yourself out and risk injury for 183rd more than the uh, all of your peers. And basically tire yourself out and potentially risk getting hurt for the real playoffs at the end of the season uh, that everybody actually cares about. Because it's for the actual championship that everybody's been playing for for freaking 75 years. So... You know that that's where we're at here where the NBA is basically trying to sell that you should want to play an extra game because $500,000 is worth it or 200,000 if you lose is worth it and I think you get as long as you even make it to the to the quarterfinals you get at minimum $50,000 or $25,000 per player or something like that. There's like a minimum guarantee that every player gets uh at least a little something just for making it into the final eight teams but it just seems it it seems like something where most of these players will probably just say oh i'll just donate it to charity or something you know get the tax write off and you know get a which you know hey millions of dollars going into charities is good but from the pure competitive standpoint of the nba i just don't understand what is going to make like star players? What's going to make the best players in the NBA? Like, for example, the Clippers have one of the most you know star-studded lineups in the league now with with Harden and um, Paul George or yeah Harden Paul George Kawhi Leonard. Like, they've got a lot of guys there that you know, hey, maybe it'll be a draw for something like this. And yet, two out of those three guys are very prone to you know, taking some time off. Like, do you really think that they're not going to phone it in for one of these in season tournament games and, or two of them during the, the pool play stage, just to be like, man, I don't know if we want to take this extra travel outside of our home market and potentially play an 83rd game when we're already trying to play less games to maintain our bodies. I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't really track with me, but I guess the other thing that kind of makes this stupid to me is that it, Adam Silver is doing this because he loves Euro soccer, loves the UEFA Champions League, loves FIFA and all this stuff. But I, if I understand the UEFA tournaments right and people can feel free to feel free to correct me here if this if this isn't the case, but I'm pretty sure that because in Europe there's like a ton of different leagues. There's, you know, there's like the English Premier League and then there's like a league in Spain and there's a league in Italy and there's a league, you know, like it, all, all over, you know, there's different different soccer leagues all around Europe that the UEFA championship essentially allows you a chance to have these club teams face each other that wouldn't normally face each other because they're not in their own respective leagues. And so that, but that's how like the European system works. It's different than, than in the United States where the United States, everything is like, we have teams from different cities from different States and they all play in one league. Whereas over there it's like they have, teams from different cities in different countries and each country has its own league because you know obviously things are on a much smaller scale there like the entirety of Europe is roughly the same you know square footage if you exclude Russia's giganticness but like it's roughly the same square footage as like you know the United States your square mileage whatever you want to say square co- kilometerage you know so it makes more sense over there because you're having these teams face each other that otherwise wouldn't and compete for like you're going to be the champion of Europe, like the, the, the undisputed champion of Europe, whatever. Um, whereas in the NBA, we already crown a champion with these exact same teams. So what is the point of doing just a single elimination version of it and also making another team play an extra game? It just seems really silly to me. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, like every team in the NBA plays each other two times minimum. So why do we need to see them play each other more Uh, like or just in different ways i just it doesn't make a ton of sense to me other than the fact that of course you know the dollar bill speaks and you know the nba just wants to make more money and do something to create some new spectacle and hope that it catches on if you ask me i think that this will probably go the way the dodo in about five years Uh, i i just i can't see any unless adam silver just keeps it going against everybody's wishes but all it's going to take is the first injury, the first major in just injury in that 83rd game for teams to start being like, why the heck are we doing this? Like, we're just putting our players at risk. Um, But the other thing, I mean, look, maybe if the NBA wanted to actually do this better and make it more like a UEFA championship, they could include the Euro basketball leagues and like the NBL from Australia, the CBA from China, you know, whatever various leagues and say, okay, we're going to have, you know, this in-season tournament of NBA teams, whoever the top two teams are out of the NBA part of it will play, you know, the winners from the CBA, from the NBL, from, you know, the um, various Euro leagues. I think there's at least three or four that would be considered like top level leagues in Europe right now. Uh, So then just have, have the NBA teams faced off against those teams. Now, that's fun and all but then that the only problem there is that creates a a situation where it's like well now you're definitely gonna have teams playing extra regular season games against non nba teams but it would it would be the only way i could think of that this would actually be fun so like the logistics would be difficult but you know if you want to create something new and interesting do something new and interesting don't just slap a coat of paint on a court and say this matters now which is essentially what they're doing with the these stupid new courts that They have the, man, if you haven't seen it yet, look up the next one. It is, it is truly atrocious. Like it is going to actually make watching those games on TV painful for how bright this freaking court is. It's, it's just all orange. It's orange everywhere. It's disgusting. And apparently the Knicks were like, can we maybe use gray? And they were like, no, you got to use orange. The NBA was, there was like a whole article written about this when they released the court designs. It's very stupid. Anyway. If you haven't been able to catch my drifts on on this in-season tournament yet, I'm not very fond of it. Uh, I don't know if you'll be fond of it. I guess we'll see. But at least now you know how it works, hopefully. Hopefully I did a good enough job uh, explaining it. The next first game in this in-season tournament is tonight against the Bucks, And so we'll see how, if they can start off on the right foot in pool play or not. Uh, And then they've got the other games, as I mentioned one more time, uh, November 17th versus Washington, November 24th versus Miami, November 28th versus Charlotte, where they'll be uh, in pool play. So, yay. (laughs) Anyway, we'll have all your in-season tournament coverage and everything else on Locked on Knicks. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you all soon. Peace out.